What's worth twice that? The chance to be paired with me in a golf scramble. <laughs> True. <laughs> Scott just shit talking your golf so game. You can the lose. Whole time. <laughs> What up, party people? First off, just want to say a huge thanks to all the creatives out there who reached out to offer help with our branding project. It's super cool to have such a wide pool of listeners that a basic call-out in the intro to a show can lead to dozens of y'all hitting us up wanting to help us out. Also, big shout out to all of our patrons. Y'all continue to stand by our side with not just your listener support, but also throwing us some of your hard-earned dollars along the way. For that, we thank you. Not much to brief you on this week, as the show is completely random, but somehow we still talked for well over an hour and got some serious laughs in. Hit us up with any feedback or questions y'all have for the show at bonkrospodcast at gmail.com or over at the Bonk Bros Instagram page. All right, all right, let's get this thing started. I didn't even say hi. You didn't even say hi. You just jumped on and he started. <laughs> Dang. Dude, we're, Dude, we were talking, three minutes we were talking about stuff we, we that we, that we were talking about like ignition coaching yeah. company stuff and now we got to switch and talk about Bonk Bros stuff. Yep, that com- that conversation's <laughs> over. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh man, dude, Drew, are you uh you in the new studio? Yeah, dude, check this out. Give you the tour. Yep, that's about it. Wow, yeah. I can't really show you with my. Are laptop. those walls painted with the chalkboard paint? No, it's black paint. But that spot right there looks funny because that's actually like the access back. Into the rest honestly, of the man, you look like you're in like a bunker in Antarctica. Yeah, that's exactly. That's <laughs> no. Look how cool this is. The, the windows look awesome. No, we look. no, we don't need to see all of it, man. That look at just makes look at it, honestly, it just makes it look more like a bunker in Antarctica. Which uh, room is this? So cool. It's in my attic. You would never saw it, Scott. Dog, your your uh, your mic is like muted or something. We can't hear shit. It's muted. No. Well, it's just no, very, very. This faint. room literally didn't exist when you when you stayed at my Maybe house. Maybe your headphones are broken, Adam. <laughs> Adam I, think I can hear Drew's like blowing my ears out, and I can I barely mean, hear classic Drew is like, yeah, he's either yelling at the mic or his mic is turned up till eleven. <laughs> I don't. Do, what are you want me to turn? I don't know. That's not. That's that's no, that's on Adam. Me, that's I'll, not me. I'll adjust it on my end. Yeah. Adam gets don't paid the big bucks to turn my volume down. What? You just plug it, the podcast in, and it just makes everybody's volume the same. Yeah, like AI? Isn't there AI yeah. podcasting it's software? AI yeah. At what point are we going to get to stop speaking and an AI will just generate what we would have said on the podcast? How do you, you know when try I try making a now? video that way. <laughs> AI Dylan Johnson. <laughs> Yo, I'm, not, I'm actually not even joking. I went on ChatGPT the other day and asked uh, ChatGPT to make a Dylan Johnson style video script and uh it was awful it was terrible it was absolutely yeah. so bad <laughs> wow so they got it like now you know what it's like yeah, to watch so, it they, it so they <laughs> nailed it yeah all right good good job chat chat pt <laughs> yeah i was like man i wonder i wonder if i could because you know how all these people are talking about how like kids don't even need to do their homework anymore they can just let chat gpt do it I was like, I wonder if ChatGPT can do my homework. It's the, it, I've actually never used it. I've, really? I've never tried. It seems like it'd be fun. Yeah, it's fine, I guess. It's cool. I, w- I would have heavily used it in school, though, for sure. Yeah, I, that, apparently that's the big thing right now. Like, students are using ChatGPT yeah. to write essays and stuff. 
which is like totally fair. Like if that's a, <laughs> if that's a real thing that anyone can do in the real world, why should you not be able to do that as part of like your learning experience and, you know, high school or college? You yeah. need to generate original ideas, which you just paraphrase from already cited sources. That's why. Because you're yeah, not actually like learning the content in school. You're just learning how to use your brain in school. You know, you know how when totally, you get yeah, and part of using your brain is doing it more efficiently. You know how when you get to a Jeff certain ET level does. of math class, you ju- they just let you use the calculator, right? Once you learn how to do basic level math and you get to a high enough level math class, they're like, here's the calculator. Just use it. And uh, maybe maybe literature will be like that with ChatGPT. Like you get you learn the basics, and then you get to a certain level, and it's like, okay, ChatGPT is actually part of literature now. Just think about how many like books are out there already. Like we don't need more books, man. You know, it's like we don't need to teach kids how to write. No dude, way, dude. Drew, your bookshelf has no books on it right now. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm moving. They're on the floor right here. Okay. I I should have just filled up that part of the bookshelf so that it would look. (laughs) Actually, that was the goal, but they're on the floor. Okay. Wait, Drew, so why didn't you use the, if you were going to paint the walls black, why didn't you use the uh, blackboard paint? Because I had some of this paint left over from a from a previous project. <laughs> Why are you painting so many gotcha. things in your house? That, black, ma- that Menard sponsorship didn't didn't come through. I honestly like. Well, I didn't know what color to paint it, and then I went into our basement. I was like, "Well, I got black paint, so I guess it's going to be black." <laughs> yeah, but get check this out. This is a statement. Look at this. This is red carpet. Oh, I did God. red carpet. <laughs> I, I was at Menards looking at all the carpet, and I went there with the intention of getting gray carpet and then i was looking and i was like "Ooh!" and there was one that just stood out from the others and it was red carpet so i went i, I did i went bold i went with the risky trying to like devalue your house or something <laughs> no way dude you know, this room is pay less awesome. than property taxes this is maybe. the this is the coolest <laughs> this is now the coolest room in our house Whoever buys the house next us. is going to think that you tried to start a band or something. I'm not going to lie. I'm already a sexual deviant. <laughs> I already, um, I already like, what do you call it? I already tripped the breaker this morning because I had two heaters going in here. And I guess that's a little too much for the, for the power. And so it wow. tripped and I was like, oh, I guess I can't do that. Uh, all right. Well, you didn't, you didn't like vent in any uh, of your HVAC. You didn't like vent in your HVAC so you could get... Like I also have up any split. Ooh. Dude, stop showing us your room. Podcast <laughs> listeners can't so cool. see, can't see so anything. Awesome. Here in a couple days, they're going to have the full video. I'm going to do a whole YouTube video. Irrelevant to oh my, my entire channel's content. It's going to be like, I'm going to convert to DIY. And it's going to get four views. Dude, I'm already pissed that we spent... It'll probably, get four, million, it'll probably get four million views. Attic already, conversions are trendy, dude. Dude, I'm already pissed that we spent five minutes talking about your attic right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's talk more about your chat GPT script. <laughs> no, let's talk oh, about... How about we actually talk about cycling? This is a cycling podcast. What happened? Oh, I did, man. I didn't watch any of the cross races. That's what... Dude, I didn't do my you, homework. You know what happened is Matthew Vanderpool still can't do a right-hand corner. Did you guys <sighs> see that? <laughs> No, how did you? You don't watch cross. How did you see it? A, Dylan's the only one who watch watched cyclocross. I do watch an Amber Turner. Dude, let so me ask you how, this: on what? On how do you watch it? What do you watch it on? 
I just watched the highlights on GCN. I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I've actually never had GCN plus, even though that's no longer a thing anymore. Pour one out. Yeah. So how do you watch it on GCN? Or flow bikes or whatever, you know, it's on YouTube like a, for free. They usually do like a five minute highlight. Oh, I think thing. it was, it might've been, it was either flow bikes or GCN. I can't remember. But yeah, dude, how many, how many corners, how many right hand corners has Vanderpool crashed in, in a race at this point? Dude, I honestly think that he was winning by so much that he needed to like dial it back a little bit so that people would actually make money on their bets. You know, so maybe he just like threw his minute and a half lead to only win by like 19 seconds. Mm-hmm. He, he soft pedaled like half the race. Dude, was, you think was he, Wout in that race? Because Wout wasn't even on, on the podium. No, it was no, it was Tom, in, uh, Tom Pitcock was. Do you watch Cross? No, I just saw a picture of the podium. <laughs> And it's in it was in Wout's uh, hometown, so just a lot of disrespect there. Wout's at training camp. Wout was in Wout's hometown, and he wasn't there. Well, he's at training camp for Yumbo to maybe try to win Flanders or A class. A thousand UCI races. He doesn't need to win another. Trying to win the Vuelta. No, dude. Wout. I mean, if the Vuelta had no climbing in it, sure. There was there was rumors that he was no. There was rumors that he was going to try to win the Giro overall. Giro, my bad. Yeah, I mean, if it's got enough time trial kilometers, then it could probably work. But he's too. Didn't big. he win? Didn't he win a couple mountain stages in the tour? He won one. He won the mountain <laughs> stage in the tour. He won Alpe d'Huez. No, he but didn't he win Alpe d'Huez. The whole thing. He no, just no, no, went no, off was, in time trial. That was Pidcock. Um, he didn't win Alpe d'Huez. He he won some other big climb two years ago. All right, I'm gonna go to pro cycling <laughs> stats and fact check myself here. All right, do it, bro. <laughs> Tom Pitcock won Alpe d'Huez this year, and Alpe d'Huez wasn't in the race, I think, two years ago. I think, uh, speaking of Tom Pitcock, that man just loves, I think he just loves passing people. Did you guys see, well, no one else watched the cross races this weekend. I, I mean, um, I watched it. His start was bad. On, well, he was, uh, I mean, he looks I like he Drew got, when he starts, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the second like Drew, time that he, he makes it to the front to Tom of the race. You, you know, you can also be compared to Vanderpool here because you also don't know how to do right-hand corners. That was a right-hand turn, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. A right-hand corner the screwed one, you up the, the one, sugar, The man. one time I've so you've seen me crash, it happened to be a right-hand turn. Yeah, you're right. Accurate. <laughs> yeah. So it was... Yeah, it was it, at, at Road World... Uh, or. Yeah, Road World Championships, Mountain Bike World right Championships, I believe, was also a right-hand corner that he crashed. Unfortunately, he... No, well, that was... Oh, no, yeah. The unfortunately, he crashed. The Olympics. the Olympics was was the drop. Yeah. yeah. But he did he did go right after he crashed, didn't he, like, what you, hit the ground and bounce right? Like, what do you think is going on there? He, he actually, <laughs> when I think about it, he does crash more than most pros do. And it's not anyone's fault but his own. <laughs> And at the same time, he also going wins faster than he most. Wins everyone. more yeah, than most I mean, pros do, you, do as well. Do you think? Do you think that his tolerance for risk is, uh, dude? Like, absolutely, he's willing to take more risk. Than, he's seen, he almost has run into like walls. Learn something, like, Dylan. He's clipped his pedals and stuff <laughs> on barriers. I'm like, why are you? Why are you getting that close to those barriers? Yeah. Like, it's unnecessary. But that's him, I guess. You do, do you think you. that makes him. Do you think that makes him better unless he takes it too far? 
Yeah, maybe he takes every turn like that, and we only see it come that close, like when the cameras catch it or when there is a barrier there. But like, mm-hmm. he probably does that. That's probably just his way of riding, I guess. Yeah, his tolerance for risk. That's a good way of putting it, Smarty Pants. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I mean, I'm just saying, I think wow. like most people, they're like, ooh, I slid out a little in that corner. Like, let me take these other corners a little easy. Whereas, like, you know, I don't, I mean, he, for example, Road World Championships, there was no need for him to be taking risks around the corners. Like, he had it in the bag. Like, why? You know why? Even, why? Because you've got to be willing to lose the race to win the race. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's willing to lose the race to win the race. Yeah. Except for except I, I say that. Except for I say that when I'm in like 20th place, and he says it to himself when he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a different concept there. Yeah, I was talking with a friend this weekend uh, about how Matthew can just walk the line between control and chaos so, like so well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to listen to a podcast with him earlier this morning. He was talking about how he like. He does. He has nothing to lose. He's at his best, right? Which is just kind Mm -hmm. of a scary idea to think that Matthew Vanderpool has won so much that he just does not care about, you know, or basically has nothing left to lose. And so he just starts risking it for whatever. I mean, it's a potent combination to be one of the best cyclists just physiologically and then also have a risk tolerance that probably exceeds most human beings (laughs) by a lot. But yeah, the question, the question that I have is, you know, we keep talking about like the big three, quote unquote, returning to cross, right? Like Vanderpool, Van Aert, and then Pigcock is thrown in there. But I don't, I don't know. I don't think. You don't, you don't think Pigcock's at their level? You think because he's so small, he, he's <laughs> I mean, a, called part of the big three? <laughs> he's as the medium third. Small, <laughs> I mean, I like. so, yeah, so Vanderpool, Vanderpool and Van Aert are, they're big for cyclists. I mean, they're classics yeah. riders, right? And Pidcock is, is he's just a different body type than those two. Is that where you were going, Tyler? Or did you, I, I mean, mean, it has, it has nothing to do with size. It's just purely about. based on performance where like, if you watch Pidcock hmm. in a race, uh, he, he, he wins, right? But it's not by much. Like he's a little bit better than Ellie. He's a little bit better than like him uh, this weekend. A little bit uh, better granted, than he's Scott. come from so far back. So like maybe he, maybe there is like a little bit of a handicap there. And if he was starting on the front row, he'd win by more. Mm-hmm. But then when Vanderpool and Van Aert show up, it's just like they're, they're in another race, the two of them off the front. And Pidcock is like the best, not the best of the rest. He's slightly in front of the rest. Yeah, but he's he's third place in that conversation. Like I've never seen him, at least in my, to my memory. Degum last year. They, I mean, there, yeah, there's definitely Wout, there's Wout definitely and Pit, Wout and Pitcock dropped Vanderpool, and Pitcock was throwing bombs at at Van Art to try to win. But Van Art ended up winning. But it was like probably one of the best battles, and Vanderpool got third. Go back and watch it. I was there. Yeah, so my I memory mean, is can, only 11 months. Definitely, so to Tyler's <laughs> point, you can, they've raced cross so much that without a doubt, you're going to be able to come up with instances where Pitcock was better than those other two. But if you're looking at the majority of the time that the three of them race together, I would say overwhelmingly Pitcock is third place out of the three. Yeah, and it, it seems like, um, like Tyler, were, were you talking about how Pitcock just loves to pass people, oh, right? Yeah. It seems like... <laughs> It seems like whenever Pidcock's in a race, and let's say Wouten and uh, Vanderpool aren't in the race, if Pidcock's on the front, he's kind of just on the front or maybe a little bit off the front, 
Whereas when like Vanderpool's in a race and he's on the front, he's like way off the front. He doesn't care if he's, you know, he's going to try and, you know, get a half a lap on the field. Whereas Pidcock doesn't seem to do that. Mm -hmm. And it is almost like Pidcock prefers to like race in the race a bit more. Like, yeah, he gets more out of that. Vanderpool was acting like there weren't even other racers in the race. He was just like, well, time to to go hard. It was so early on that he had a gap. Wasn't it the first lap? Or was it lap I think two? it was. I think I. It was either was first like, or second lap. It was just yeah. It was kind of ridiculous, and it, like the span, like the time, the span of time in which he opened up that gap. It was like Izerbeet and Vanderhaar and the rest of the field was there, and they went up. It wasn't even up the steepest climb that mm-hmm. he, um, he that he like opened up the gap. It was up the next subsequent climb, and then the downhill that he just like. It was like you saw Vanderpool go hard. He put in like 10 hard pedal strokes and then they panned back and Ellie was like at the bottom, just like defeated, <laughs> I think. Yeah. So doesn't but Ellie crazy. always looks like that. Like he he always looks pretty, pretty miserable, unhappy. <laughs> Seems like a very unhappy person. <laughs> I'm serious. Maybe he just has like. Yeah, maybe he just has one of those faces that makes you want to punch him. But the problem is, yeah. he just works so hard and just isn't as talented. <laughs> That's so Dude, true. How, how wow. long are we going to so keep that running? True. That joke running as long as Drew's on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have it. Yeah, I mean, I think like hashtag. You know, it's funny. Talented. <laughs> and people would look at it and be like, "Yeah, that seems accurate." We gotta we got to uh, come out with Bonkro's <laughs> shirts. That's gonna be one of them. Just big words, not talented not talented <laughs> yeah no we can let the people pick they could either yeah well two shirts, or not, not yeah. talented and talented <laughs> what yeah, if we so have good. not talented and hardworking or so uh, no that yeah, is, that's not, a tri- that that's a really yeah. try hard shirt hard work shirt dude <laughs> yeah dude, i'm pretty sure the rock already has that shirt made for his clothing <laughs> brand so uh, work yeah. hard <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll brainstorm on the sauce. It. We'll figure it out. I was as I was like thinking about the race. I was watching back the the race yesterday, and like the the YouTube video I want to see or like the tutorial I want to see is how the how the freaking hell does Pigcock pass so many people? He makes up so many places. Like even on the mountain bike, you watch him, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, Pigcock starting like fifth row." And after two turns where there is seemingly no space from barrier to barrier, he's in the top 10. And it's just, I don't know how so the hell he my question through these is, gaps. My question is, how does Vanderpool get a front row start? Is it just because he's a world champion? And Pitcock is like three rows back. Uh, so Pitcock didn't do world last to do with, It had to do with UCI points on Saturday. And since Vanderpool is the reigning world champion, he has like a million UCI points. Yeah. Uh, and then on sunday on sunday it was world the first two rows are world cup ranking and then uci points Hmm. um so you know that's why he's starting third row instead of but does vanderpool have a world cup ranking no but vanderpool didn't do a world cup he did um whatever it was a super uh, exact exact cross race Ooh, it was weird not as many not as many people went to pitcock win on day two world cup yeah there's only like 38 starters everybody got paid what to get three hundred dollars or something three hundred dollars think about how many euros man that's like three hundred and twenty dollars race through usa cycling they just keep it because i got top 40 at zonhoven last year and never saw that money and i'm like that's no they'll try to give it to you they'll try to give it to you in like a year 
Yeah, well, hopefully they. <laughs> Somebody hopefully, was emailing yes. me about they'll, some they'll, prize money I won. They'll give you I a free. Hope I a get free that license. email because it's it's been a year and but I, I got never, never I saw actually, that like, money. Go into my bank and get like a authorization. Like it's like something I've never done before. Get hey, some documents for four hundred dollars worth it. Like, just can't have you just PayPal me or something? So much prize. Can't they just give us a? Can't just, they just give us a free membership for next year? Keep my prize oh, money. Yeah. Give me that UCI license gotta, for free. I gotta, like, I gotta, you gotta like you gotta hassle the organizers. That's the thing is like you get you got was it World Cup pay? Yeah, uh, Sonhoven. Yeah, yeah. I got thirty ninth, baby. Top forty gets paid. You gotta <laughs> hassle people like. The one check I got from a European race, I just freaking hassled them so hard until they paid. <laughs> yeah, me. I was, it was hey, also the last. Money? You're not talking. It was also the last race. You're talking USAC, or you're talking like the race organizer. Oh, I emailed the race organizer. Hmm. I think I emailed hmm. Erwin Verveken, and I was like, "Hey, when can I get my money?" And he's like, "Talk to this woman." And that's like, "Hey, when can I get my money?" Like <laughs> weekly emails, and they paid me eventually. <laughs> Nice. Worth that's it why we should just. That's $100. why we should just race in <laughs> all twenty dollars. I got. That's why we should race in Mexico because when you when you after the podium, they just rip out a a giant wad of rubber band together pesos and hand them to you. Like all right, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. It's, Dude, it's you felt, to, it felt you pretty sketchy. He had a draw. The, the promoter is, had the a drawstring totally backpack right and just pulled out three giant wads of rubber banded <laughs> money. And Drew, we were what like, else did you bring back from Mexico? Get, where did you get this money from? <laughs> did you have a false bottom in your suitcase when you came back? Or like in your oh, bike what? bag? Oh, to hide stuff? <laughs> I did get called up to the uh, to the front desk because I tried to bring back my CO2s. Uh, mm. I've, fl- I've flown with my CO- CO2s every time I've flown last year. And that was the- leaving Mexico was the one time they... they Dude, I'm on a list for that. all my stuff. <laughs> Dude, so C- yeah. CO2s... When I, when I was going to Africa, I, uh, I, I, like, I knew that if they were in my bike bag, they'd probably look for them there. So I was like, maybe I'll put them on my other checked bag. Oh. So I like stuffed them inside of a water bottle <laughs> with a towel around them and like put it in my checked bag. And that was a huge mistake Uh-oh. because <laughs> since there was nothing bike related in there, they didn't affiliate it with like, oh, hey, he's just trying to bring it for his bike. Oh. So they put me on a list because they're like, he's like trying to bring a pipe on his plane. <laughs> my, yeah, my strategy so has always been to put them like in a bag inside of a bag and put that <clears> bag <throat> at the very bottom of my bike bag, bike box so that I know, they, see, they, they might even see it on the x-ray, but they're like, we're not digging for that. But I guess in Mexico, know, they see, were like... The problem like, is then, then they're, they're going to yeah, dig for it. That's and what then they did. They're going to they're gonna completely upend yeah, your get, entire so package. To get, to get and to you're going to get home and all of your stuff's going to be insecure. They had to have taken everything out of my bike box, which yeah. makes me nervous. But and that's a problem. Yeah, that, Why that was, I'm also taking CO2s anyways. I'm Just also flying with a homemade homemade custom bike box so that cost me $15. You probably like taped all the nah, signs nah, nah. and stuff I, together. Uh, it's corrugated plastic. So for those of you who don't know, car- a cardboard box is corrugated paper. So they have a they Thick have the plastic, same thing whatever. that's corrugated Keep plastic. Going. It's like Dude, do it's you like, like cardboard work but not for paper. Menards or something? Like, is this a Menards? No, nah, nah, this was at the th- this was <laughs> at the paper factory. No, nah, this was at the paper factory back in the day. I still get that employee discount. Um, so I went and got a bunch of like <laughs> giant sheets of corrugated plastic and just like cut them all out and folded them into into like a box but then i i got these heavy duty like big thick zip ties and zip tied all the corners 
I even put you, wheels on the bottom. You can't I even do put that. wheels on the bottom I, of it. I really. They have to be able to access the. Back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Duct tape the top of it. So then they just undo the duct tape and. <laughs> yeah. I, or you. I really think you missed your missed your calling as a di two. I know YouTube channel. Dude, honestly, spe- speaking of Menards. Did you say DI2? So, uh, he did say DI2. He meant DIY. He meant DIY. That's how much, dude, that's how much I don't <laughs> care about DIY, commercial? man. That's how, like, I, I'm, I'm just so focused on cycling that I said DI2 instead. Man, yeah, I hope that. this addict conversion video just blows to water. Dude, every how, one ma- of your how many, how many <laughs> times do I have to explain the YouTube algorithm to you and why this video dude, is I don't know, not going to pop? But my, but my reel on Instagram got 2 million views. For all of you listening, if you added up all of the views that Dylan has ever gotten on any of his reels on Instagram, that one reel <laughs> is more. <laughs> I'm not even did kidding. You actually I did do the that math. <laughs> yes, I did the well, math. <laughs> did, did you need some hobbies? Did you get a did you what real like a, a builder's permit when you did this? <laughs> your no. I own this house. I don't need a permit to build on my own house. Nah, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised no one turned you in after, after watching no, I that. I can tell you probably three three codes that I've already. I know that the stairs are not to code. Do they just let you do whatever you want in Kentucky? Like with your house? Hey, if you don't get caught, then I doubt <laughs> if you don't get caught. Then what's I know it's the like in the boondocks. But I had an electrician come and double check on my electrician work, so it's it's not going to catch on fire. Mm. If that's what you're worried about, yeah, but an not inspector gonna, might likely. show up. At I was your worried house come tax season to bill you for the extra space that you added to your house. For this, like, yo, yo, I live in. Saw this video I live on YouTube. Fairdale, can, I live in code. Fairdale, Kentucky. Nobody in Fairdale is getting audited. Nobody makes enough money in Fairdale to get on. His yeah, neighbors dude. live in his neighbors live in trailers, like double wides. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Stack on top of each other. It's a, it's a double. What's wrong, with that? wrong with that? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You're right. Tax auditors are not coming through your neighborhood. No, I've been exactly. to Drew's neighborhood. His neighbor's house is way bigger than his. <laughs> no, not our house is like. If you go, if you go down your road into that court and you make a right, oh that yeah, court, there's some big houses. those houses. That's the new neighborhood. I live in the old neighborhood. There's two. Yeah, there's so Chieftain and then there's Chieftain go Ridge. Audit, audit those people. Chieftain Ridge is, the, go down the, is the fancy houses. Chieftain. Hey, Drew. So speaking of Menards, uh, did we listener of the pod, uh, Casey Hildebrand? Oh, yeah. Sent oh, us yeah he told me about this. I asked him. He said, oh, <laughs> so I, got, he, I sent in an email and he wouldn't tell me what it said. I've been waiting for two weeks. Yeah. So. Well, I don't I don't have the email from him. He just sent the screenshots that he got back, but he was trying to get a sponsorship with Menards. Mm-hmm. And this was in February of this year. So the first email they said, You have reached customer service and unfortunately we are unable to process donation requests. Please send your request in directly to the donation committee at your local donation Menards. Local requests. You gotta uh, go local. Okay. That answers yeah. one question. So so then, then he's, he's, he does that, and then they say, Casey, thank you for giving us the opportunity to sponsor. Unfortunately, we are fully budgeted for the 2023-2024 season and will be unable to fulfill your request. We wish you much success in your Dude, endeavors. that email is like as if you sent, sent a message to a, a, a legit bike company, and they're like, sorry, we're budgeted out for the season. <laughs> yeah. It's like what bu- what budget does Menards have to sponsor bike racers? <laughs> well, they sponsor pretend- a, they, they sponsor know. a bunch of NASCAR racers. So mm. That's like all their money's tied up in NASCAR. Yeah. So yeah, but are those NASCAR dudes getting two million views on their? IG I don't know. Stories? But right like, now, I guess they sponsor the number twelve car. Don't know his name. 
And because Dude, if you ain't first, you're because last. Because of that, they normally do an 11% rebate, but because the 12 car just won some big race or cup or something, they're doing a 12% rebate from now till Christmas. No, so, so you guys get in there and get your 12% rebate until next Monday. Uh, are you are so you excited. actually getting paid by Menards right now? What are you doing? Why are you telling us? No, no, he just gets a 12% rebate. <laughs> no one has ever... 12%. No, he gets a 1% extra percent rebate. I bought a flannel this week that was $18 <laughs> and guess what? It only costs like $16.50 with that rebate. How are you freaking out so hard over like an extra 1% rebate but when I tell you about a marginal gain that could make you go 1% faster you're like I don't need that. Because in guess what because in I'm going to mail in these rebates and in three to six months from now I'm going to get a check. Dude I swear mail. if we say the word rebate one more time on this podcast and Dylan, check if in the mail goes, uh, I had this really send in rebates this, as well <laughs> then drew will also get a bigger rebate i was actually thinking like if if i just sat outside of the doors of menards and as people walked out like asked for their receipts i bet i could get all kinds of rebates like <laughs> i bet people would care they're like yeah here you can have this three dollar rebate yeah. but like if i did that to 100 people that's 300 dollars. <laughs> yeah and you would only have to spend like Three weeks of your time doing and your that. and your bail would be like thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> At what? I said your bail would be thirty thousand dollars. Is that is that illegal to ask people for their receipts? No, but people would probably not appreciate you hassling <laughs> them for their receipts. It might be honestly. I don't know. You got to read the fine print. Yo, so the other big piece of cycling news, and I can't believe it's taken us thirty minutes to start talking about this, is that the UCI has banned arrow hoods. You can no longer turn your hoods in now. Have you guys seen I this? I thought you could only a certain... I didn't, I didn't know that they had a name for it now. I thought you could hoods? only to a certain angle. Really? I, do you know what the angle is? Yeah, Dizzle. No, dude, that's the, why I the thing straight. That, dizzle, the thing that you do with your hoods... Yeah, I started doing that. You can't do that Man, anymore. I'm a You're rule breaker. Illegal. <laughs> You're illegal. <laughs> oh, my. I've been so good. I've never broke any rules. No. I have to go fix it right away. I can name at least a handful that you've broken. Yeah, we're looking at like three in your attic. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, the UCI isn't going to come here and, and check out my arrow hood angle. No, someone scarier is. Tyler, do you yeah, know what the true. angle's going to be? The, the official <laughs> angle? I'll look it up. Mine, mine aren't like mine aren't like 90 degrees. Mine are only like... Not even forty five. I hope I they're not ninety <laughs> degrees. Dude, have you seen have you seen Pogacha's? Pogacha <laughs> Pogacha has his like pointed at each other. Like his are super. No, dude. Low. His are his is are not his are not that crazy. There is there is a the picture that they used on the article, I I think it it's some Bahrain victorious rider. His actually look like they're 90 degrees. Like they're po- pointed so far inwards that he's basically got his elbows on the bar while he's holding the two hoods like this what's the reasoning who is that why are they doing this i don't know you're talking about the, the gravel dude he's not gravel he is it was in a it was in a time trial where they had to use their road bikes for some reason who who's like gravel dude that's got that weird ass position Memorial? oh you he mean like, like an upside down florida guy stuff florida man yeah doesn't he have a weird yeah, name like isn't, his, rain is, isn't his name rain yeah yes i was gonna rain. say isn't who's his that? name like happy <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought like it just made me think of like just a random noun. Like I'm gonna name my kid Rain. I'm gonna name him Bush. I'm gonna name him Tree. Like, dude, it's not our. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I'm naming him happy. I'm gonna name him sad. Like he is what he is. Yeah, dude. So, so yeah, you can't. Dude, he's making it rain on all. Yeah, exactly. This is a compliment, rain. You making it rain, rain. <laughs> it's not spelled like rain. It's. it's I it's think not, it's. It says that the UCI refers to them as the invisible arrow bars. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, I, I think they up. they made some claim about how it's less safe or something. Big, that's that's untrue. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I how do you measure safety? One <clears throat> one could also one could also argue that there's a lot of things that the UCI is not bike uh, riding addressing safe. that is make. <laughs> I mean that 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 was always my argument with the arrow bars. People were complaining about the safety on the arrow bars, and I was like, "Hey, you know, <laughs> the sport doesn't have to be perfectly safe. Sometimes you got to risk it for the biscuit." You know, every time yeah, you someone someone on Reddit says, "And yet, taking a piss off the side of your bike going full speed down a hill in the middle of the that, peloton is perfectly legal." That is dangerous. <laughs> that is dangerous, dude. How actually for real though? How is it still on legal to to pee while you're riding? Dang! What else are you gonna do? Stop! Tyler just Tyler I'm just not, sending all the Tyler so just I am, sending all this stuff in the chats without telling. I'm us. not like, suggest, I'm not suggesting that they should ban <laughs> peeing while you're riding. I think that should be legal, but that seems more dangerous than anything that you could do with your hoods for sure. Dude, are they really gonna make this device? Oh, this is like a contraption. This is like the uh, the tire thing wow. for cross tires. It's like something that you put on the on the handlebar to see how it's much the, angle it's it the is. entire thing it's the it's the sock height measure it's the ipad to scan your bike for motors which i don't know how that works <laughs> and like yeah now they have now they have this little 3d printed aero bar thing the thing like i don't know it's so it's kind of stupid because to your you know to the point we're making like aero or like rider safety is probably a bigger issue than people turning their brake hoods in a little bit but it says is there is there a rule on bar width like do your bars need to be a certain width yeah that's true yeah too. 36 millimeters what is it it's 36 36 yeah. the minimum width i saw a okay. kid a couple weeks ago running sure they already had a regulation i think they had a regulation on the width the minimum width between your hoods mm. Wow. Okay. So, like, they they already started to like like look at that, but it was really narrow. I want to oh, say it's like not even going to come into. It says it's not even going to come into play until twenty twenty five. Good. You got a dude. You got a, a year whole year, now, year to be this one so says arrow. Twenty twenty four says new regulations set to come into force in twenty twenty five. Oh, yeah. that's for. There's going to be other regulations that are coming to play uh, first, okay. and then this is going to get implemented in twenty twenty five. I think it said. Hmm. Uh, it says that the reasoning is because sometimes when such installations can potentially result in bar failures, since the mating surfaces aren't as closely matched as they're meant to be. So, like when That's, you turn your hoods in that far, that is quite that is quite it's a stretch. Not completely. Yeah. What if what if a manufacturer specifically designed their bar for inward turned hoods? And aren't your handlebars? Oh, I, mind. dude, I, I've been working on that. Actually, <laughs> you've been working on that. <laughs> Well, I mean, trying trying to get someone to do that. They are. <laughs> they're I, called. I that's really the, like the way the position that's feels. What the flare handlebars are. They even show a picture of the flare uh, handlebars. And if you, it's not enough though. It needs to. It needs to be more. Needs yeah, more but that flare. answers your question. There are oh. bars that do that, and they're the flare handlebars because they turn the whole thing in. Hmm. Like they, there's a, literally a picture on the link that Tyler yeah. sent. <laughs> yeah. 
with know, lines and picture. stuff on graph paper. But the problem is those just turn them in. It doesn't rotate them in. I want to like turn it in and please, rotate it. Please in. explain to me the difference between turning and rotating, Adam. <laughs> so there's like there's angled in and then there's like axial rotation. So like it makes Why? it flatter. Oh, so you're talking about like a gravel bar, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You want a gravel bar, but for road. No, I don't care about okay. road. This is for we should my, make a bar own, where it flares right where this device sits on the drop, so the angle so, is more, and then it flares. That's what flare. That's what, that's what right flare where you bar. actually want to hold it. <laughs> and then when they put this yeah. little doohickey on there, it it's like all the way in. A, a, you mean like adjustable flare, like a hinge? Like not adjustable, just like flared and then unflared. So like a little kick, mm-hmm. you know. So somebody sent me this handlebar that is uh it's it's inwardly flared. Like the drops instead of flaring out, they flare in. So the drops are narrower than the hoods. And then and, you ride and like the reasoning this. the reasoning is because mm. the, the person who sent it to me said, uh usually when you're in your hoods or when you're in your drops, you're trying to be more arrow, so it makes sense that the drops would be narrower. Hmm. I mean I, I get that logic. It, the position would be really I weird. Still have, I still have unless the they, bars. Unless they... Wouldn't your forearm... Oh, do you mean they, the like, hoods. sent them to you? I thought you meant, like, a picture. What? No, I have the physical bars with the reverse flare in my house right now. I'm not going to go get them and show them oh. to you, but just believe me. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be so weird. Like, your your arms would be tilted He's probably outwards. using them to, like, prop a window open or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask if your forearms would hit your bars while sprinting, but I realized the idiocy of that question. So I hit the frame. <laughs> the frame. No, I think uh, he was getting at the fact that. I, no, I'm no going to be honest. I haven't used like, the bars. I've just. And Dylan can't sprint, so we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have, I've never actually installed the bars on my bike and used them, so I can't really tell you the answers to these questions. Or else your window wouldn't be propped. <laughs> be oh. hot in your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't, like, it's so funny that, like, we're all worried about or talking about this, but it only affects, like, 1% of the population that do UCI races. And I mean, isn't that what true, always yeah. happens? The UCI makes a rule and then everyone gets pissed as if the UCI is telling them that they can't do that <laughs> anymore? Yeah, I mean, the UCI also, like, you know, told riders that they couldn't show up to world championships if they don't do their world cup cyclocross series or like threaten to so yeah you know uci is going to the uci can't really <laughs> like what do you expect dumb rules yeah i still i still don't think they should have banned the the super tuck and the puppy paws position i thought that was really dumb oh uh, the super tuck i get because it's just like there, I like. I'm sure you guys have the the one person in the group that like super tucks like in front of the group, and then they just aren't going any faster than anybody else down the hill. <laughs> like that's just a that's just I don't know. It doesn't make much sense because uh, I don't know. It's just stupid because I I just imagine someone hitting a pothole or like hooking their shorts on their nose of their saddle and then totally mm-hmm. eating shit. But. I just, why are you, I, I don't, under, I don't understand the logic of banning positions that riders can get in. Like why we're not even talking about equipment right now. We're talking about something that a rider can do physically with their body to try to go faster. I don't, I don't understand the logic in banning that. 
Well, I mean, there there has to be a limit, right? There there has to be a line somewhere. Like, if someone wanted to stand on their bike and like surf down through the peloton, like that's got to be illegal, right? <laughs> I don't so think you have there's to draw is the that, line I don't think there's a rule of, against surfing on your bike right now. <laughs> I'd love to see if it. there isn't. And Peter Sagan, you're <laughs> listening. You you got to do this. I guess he doesn't ride anymore. Maybe uh, I guess Pidcock. Maybe you could do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like the UCI is constantly trying to take like cycling is already not a very creative sport and i'm not saying it should be like this isn't art we're talking about this is trying to get to a finish line as fast as possible but they're trying to take any possible creativity that you could possibly have in regards to bike racing and take it away you know any any sort of thinking outside the box any sort of like creative oh i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try that i'm gonna you know i'm gonna it's just like no we all must do the same thing and and uh, whoever's whoever's the fastest doing this one thing exactly how we want it to be done, that that's that's it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you, do you think if the UCI could, they would implement a one bike rule where everyone has to be on the exact same bike? No, no, they height? wouldn't do that because there's too much. Because that's how that's how the UCI even stays alive in the first place. Is that is that bike companies? are throwing tons of money at pro bike racers to race on their bike. So they can't have a, like, it can't be like Kieran racing where they're all on the same bike because that's how, that's how pro bike racing even generates money in the first place. The little 500 style where you just have like someone super small, like with blocks on their pedals. But it almost, it almost doesn't even, it almost (laughs) doesn't even matter because every bike is exactly the same because the UCI won't let you be creative with the bike design. That's what I'm saying. Like there's, you can't be creative with your bike design when you have, when you have to fit within the UCI rules. It's just like, who cares if you're on a Canyon or a specialized, they're like basically the same bike. (laughs) But not as fast as a factor. So I mean, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Could you, I don't know, what are the regulations for like uh, UCI mountain bikes? Could you rock up to a UCI mountain bike race with drop handlebars on it? Uh, or even some, a when, when I, when I made my video about my drop bar mountain bike, I think somebody in the comments, so this is not verified at all, but just somebody <laughs> in my comments was like, you can't do drop bars at UCI mountain bike races. It's like a rule or something. Hmm. So that's unfortunate. Maybe you could show up to a USAC race with it and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't really plan on it, but. <laughs> uh, well, who, uh, who was it that used to race that, that, that put drop bars on their mountain bike, like way back in the day was it Tomac? Yeah, John Tomac. Yeah. Maybe he ruined it for us. He probably did. The UCI probably saw that and they were like, nah, no more drop bars. Time. And it's been yeah. a rule since nine, you know, 1995. Uh, so he used to win downhill mountain bike races with drop bars because he's so arrow. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean for sure, dude. I mean downhill mountain bike racing just used to be basically gravel racing. Like if you look at those courses (laughs) from the the early (laughs) nineties. Yeah, it's like descending Columbine. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It is (laughs) honestly what it looks like. Is it looks like a longer descent from Schwamigan. It looks like if a Schwamigan descent was was (laughs) ten times longer. Yep. Uh, So Nick wants to know why Dizzle complains about marginal gains when his SRAM red red crank weighs a third of a pound less than DJ's cork on his gravel bike. 
And he says, oh, wait, does DJ even ride a gravel bike anymore? How does this person know what cranks I have on I don't get bike? that last part, but. Because you post pictures know, of you probably put all a the time. Picture. <laughs> I think the only reason I bought that one was because it came with the cork on it. and So you do have a cork. Yeah. But he's got, he must have a lighter one than you do. I guess so. I don't know. I'm not going to lie. I, I think I, I think I overpaid for that. I don't think I needed the SRAM red one. Mm-hmm. But it, but that was like I think when I was buying it that was like one of the only options I could get. It was either that or order like the spindle and the crank separate, and I didn't want to do that. But mm-hmm. he's trying to time, play it cool right now because I didn't know how back. to I didn't know how to like put all those pieces together. But now I do, so I would just buy the spindle. Dude's cutting holes in his house. We can't put a crank <laughs> on his bike. <laughs> no, dude, Drew's yeah. Drew's just trying to play it cool right now. He's like, oh, dude, I didn't even know that you could buy a cheaper one. I totally would have though. Yeah, I would have. I, I mean, would have bought a cheaper one. <laughs> no, but Dizzle, it's good that you bought the SRAM red one because you can actually run like normal road gearing on uh, on the with that crank set. Well, but uh, that was my old one. Now I had to, I guess I still have the SRAM red crank set, but I had to take out the entire cork spindle and chain ring because of the stupid, if I want a 48 tooth, if you want a 48 tooth chain ring on your one by SRAM bike, you have to get their arrow one. And I didn't realize this till I mm-hmm. got the arrow chain ring, but you can't put an arrow chain ring on your cork spindle because mm-hmm. those two things don't like the spindle. The arrow I've, chain I've ring seen, doesn't have I've a spindle. I've seen the arrow chain ring on, I've seen the arrow chain ring on a cork before. I know. The cork is the cork. Yeah, the cork is integrated into the chain ring, yeah. which. Yeah. I didn't know, which kind of sucks. You can just get a non-SRAM I chain ring. I looked, but I have runs the, his I know like SRAM has that weird 107 Alibaba chain ring. I know, but they have the weird 107 BCD where the where the where the the holes for the chain ring are in weird spots. But you can get a wolf tooth or people. <laughs> there are other companies that know that in design chain rings. I think rings I looked it up and I that. couldn't find one, dude. <laughs> I have one, dude. <laughs> you should have sent me something, dude. Why didn't you do this, dude? Come on. <laughs> it's too late I mean, now. I'll be honest. I, I'll, I'll trade you, dude. I think the arrow one looks way sicker. Yeah, I didn't want dude. the arrow one. I wanted just a normal 48 tooth chain ring that I could have smacked on my old cork spindle, but that's not an option. They only go up to no. 46 tooth. No, I think I have probably eight quarks in my shed. <sighs> oh, yeah. Let me just brag about all my stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez. Then why don't you why don't you have the light one? Dude? Okay, so you know what this guy is missing about if you're a true marginal... So if you're a weight weenie, that's one thing. And, you know, weight weenie is like a whole different class of cyclist. But if you're a marginal gains person psych rider who cares about marginal gains you should realize that weight is the least important of the four marginal gains for the vast majority right, of so riding you're saying, people do so so you're saying the fact that drew's got the arrow chain ring that's more marginal gaining yeah, than i would say loss. so i like how scott just pieced out like five <laughs> minutes ago too he started talking about <laughs> he just leaves his video recording <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean so I, i'm not saying i don't care about weight like obviously if everything else is equal, I would prefer to have a lighter bike as <laughs> opposed to uh, in the corner of his room <laughs> listening to us. Me? <laughs> Where'd you come Speaking from? Speaking of marginal gains, Scott, are you waxing your chain now? Are you a chain waxer? I guess so. Dude, you guess so? Would you like leave it <laughs> you, by you a candle know. and it just drop some wax on it? And you're like, oh, this is efficient. I'm having wax delivered to my house. I don't know. What, what wax? <laughs> I have no idea. 
So you just ordered <laughs> wax off the internet, like no, a I think block they, like, of wax. Order it for me. His team sent it to him. Okay. Who's they? Project. Oh, the team. Well, I, I'm glad that your new team, who sponsored by, who should not be named, is is cares more about chain efficiency well, than your we, last team. That it's, I mean, it's public knowledge. It's already been too. announced. To I just didn't do it myself. Oh, okay. I have a legit question about waxing the chain. Maybe, hopefully, I'm asking this for both me and Scott. How do I like? What do I have to do to my chain before I put it in the wax? Because I, I know I can't just drop it in there. Do I you spray it with WD forty? How do I clean it? You clean it. Yeah, but how? Isn't there like a really? You clean it. You just yeah. wipe it down. You just wipe it with know, a dirty rag and throw it in there. Don't you have to like like <laughs> super duper clean it? Like burn yes. the burn the. Yeah, I mean, if you're drunk, yeah, if you're drunk, under the gas tank on your lawnmower. <laughs> All right, so what's the? I've got WD forty. Can I clean it with that? That's a decreaser. No. It will. There's so many. It. There's so many YouTube videos and articles Simple, out there, but you have to strip. Why? You have I've to strip access all to of the four wax. geniuses right now. You have to strip all of the uh, all, sorry, all of the factory grease. You have to strip that out from. What if I've already in, been using the chain? So the factory it's grease is long go. gone. Yeah, you could probably just honestly, you should probably put it on there now and just like rub Guy, the wax you, puck this, on. So it. This is what this is what's happening right now is exactly what happened when I pumped up my mountain bike tires to eighty psi and they exploded. <laughs> Dude, I saw that picture. The yeah, other day. it came up on my. Uh, you guys can't do reel. this to me. I'll take you seriously. You, you We're guys trying have to, to, but you can't right, wait. Who it off? Yo, who spit told, it to me. Who told spit you to me pump straight. your mountain bike tires up to 80? Adam did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked, and he, they were all like, yeah, man, Drew, just Drew's, do it. And I didn't know that they were joking. Drew's still learning sarcasm. <laughs> I mean, in your defense. If somebody asks a legitimate question, sarcasm would be like, nah, you should just pump them up to 300. That's sarcasm. 80 <laughs> is within the bounds of reality. <laughs> like, that's a realistic <laughs> Like yeah. you have to make your sarcasm a little bit more sarcastic. Like if you it. were if you were to ask me right now, like should I get the arrow chain ring or the lightweight chain ring? I'd be like, dude, the lightweight one. Like trying to be sarcastic, but you would order the lightweight one. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you don't get sarcasm either. You're an idiot. Sarcasm would be like, sarcasm would be like, no, nah, I'm going to get an e bike. Like <laughs> just totally yeah. outside the sarcasm is outside the realm of reality. That's what, I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like my sarcasm would be so so nuanced that, like, honestly, you you wouldn't even get it, even though you're a supposedly a professional cyclist. Well, it depends on how you define professional. But that's yeah, I a, mean, that's a that's a, Drew. Don't don't use WD forty. Okay, use like I'm being serious here. Just like just give it a good lick. Dump it in your gas tank. What about like gasoline or something. That's yeah. Gas gas is going to be the most effective. Do I dump it or do I do that? Do I put gasoline on a dizzle. rag and like dizzle? Wash it I suggest I suggest <laughs> actually <laughs> do that. getting a. Uh, do I light the just buying? Do I, do I light the gasoline? <laughs> No, I'll tell you what to do. <laughs> that could be dope. Tie a string to the chain. You should try it. Slip it down the gas tank of your car. Drive it around for about a week. <laughs> See, this is sarcasm. Thank you, Scott. That's good sarcasm. See? That's good sarcasm. Yeah, but see, the thing is, it would work. It would be fine. Unless it gets dropped in there because the string breaks. And then my Yo, car would have a chain disintegrates. In the, in the, <laughs> then when, when you finally get it out, it's going to be really fucking clean. Imagine what the car dealership, when you take your car in, and they're like, bro, there's a bike chain in your gas tank. Uh, you got a weird, there's a weird, weird rattling. How to, like, how'd that get there? Hmm. Think to how to... 
This is okay. This is relevant somewhat. I when I was no in way, Mexico, no I I got like a huge scratch in the side of my rental car trying to drive. We and we've a, heard the story. A, yeah, but okay. So there's a scratch <laughs> yeah. there. I didn't tell this part of the story because it was oh, kind boy. of like embarrassing. But I heard that an old DIY trick for holes in the wall DIY was too. to get DIY is to get <laughs> toothpaste and put a little toothpaste in like a hole, like a drill hole in your wall, and then the toothpaste will harden enough, and then you won't be able to see the hole in your wall. So. <laughs> The night before I returned the car, I went out to the car and like walk, cleaned it as much as I could and put a bunch of toothpaste <laughs> on the scratch to try to like make it not as noticeable. Thinking like, was it a white? Yeah, car? it was a white car. And so it's like, I was like maybe car. if I put enough toothpaste on here, they won't notice that there's a scratch. And it didn't work at all. Like you could totally still see the scratch, but I left the toothpaste on there. So when I returned the car, the guy was like, "Whoa, look at this!" Like he doesn't speak English, so I'm imagining he would say this: "Oh, look at this! Look at this giant scratch in the side of this car." And he like bends down and looks at it, and then for some weird reason, I don't know why he touched the scratch but i'm thinking don't touch it don't touch it don't touch it and he touches it and there's toothpaste all over his finger he smells it he smells it and then he just looks at me smells it and like shrugs his shoulders (laughs) and i'm like what and there was like i'm so grateful there was a language barrier in that moment because that was so embarrassing like they're like how in the world so you didn't even wash you didn't even wash the toothpaste off no, because I was still hopeful that... No, dude, the toothpaste was acting like... I was still hopeful that it would oh work. Gosh. Even though it was clear as day, there was a giant <laughs> scratch on the side of the car. Wow. How many pesos did that cost oh, you? Man, I don't know how many pesos it cost me. Dude, it's like when they tell you what what things cost in pesos, it gives you a heart attack. Like it was probably like 13,000 pesos, which is like $500. But when they say 13,000, you're like, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Wow! So, so pretty much the money that I the money that yeah. I won at the race basically paid for the scratch. But I think my credit card company is going to reimburse <laughs> right. me. So True. I'm I'm actually not Drew. being sarcastic Drew. right now. Just what buy... you need to do is forget the gasoline, forget all of that. You just buy a chain pre waxed. It's not that much more expensive if you know where yeah. to find it. That's actually. But, I have, but I have like five unused chains in my basement. But then you only right get now. to use it for like two hundred miles, and then you throw it out. <laughs> Drew, what? if you have if Which you have do unused it? chains, the you can the honestly the cheapest way to do it would be to get some like a, a plastic container and okay. some mineral spirits. You yeah. put the chains in there. You get like two. I I use like pretzel nugget, uh, like the pretzel uh, that a containers. Soft, soft or hard pretzels? Uh, they're hard pretzels. Pretzel what kind nuggets. Of <laughs> pretzel <laughs> nuggets. Peanut butter inside them. Oh, <laughs> those pretzels. <laughs> Is this like is this like pretzel crusted chicken nuggets? Because that's can I get these at Costco. So what do you think is going to offset? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You eating an entire container of pretzel nuggets in one sitting or a wax chain? Do you think that will have the wax chain? chain. (laughs) Uh, All right, so pretzel nuggets. You you get some giant Costco, you know, plastic containers, the like square tubs or whatever, like, and then you basically you put the chains in there. You fill it to the top, or not to the top, but enough that it covers the chains with mineral spirits, and you can shake that around for, I think, like two minutes, take it out, have another container with mineral spirits, do that until basically the mineral spirits come out clear. Two containers? Yeah, you want to switch back and forth. I think you need like five or six. So I have to eat two boxes (laughs) of nuggets. Exactly. 
Maybe you could get a chocolate, a box of chocolates from Costco mm, instead, good. so you could even yeah. out the sweet and the savory. S- sweet and savory. Once you yep. do, once you do that, once it's come, the mineral spirits come out clear. Then you have to clean it with either denatured alcohol or rubbing alcohol or something like that to remove any excess film on there. And then at that point, when it's dry, do you do, do, you do the works. alcohol part of it with a rag or another container? Uh, another container. Don't don't use rags. Yeah, dude. <laughs> only use rags for drying <laughs> if you need to. So it's not, it, it sounds like an involved process, but it's, if you do it in bulk, it's fine. And then you just wax the so chains I should just and do just all rotate five. them. Oh, th- here's another legit question. Should I save, should I have one chain just for training and then another one for racing and, sw- and do it that way? Yes. Yes. And then okay. uh, you have five chains. How many bikes do you have? Two, three <laughs> bikes? Like, I guess like one that I actually ride. Have, have a race chain for each bike and then the other two are training chains for the bikes you ride the most make sure that you wear out your yeah your but training like you're doing this like, like once a week past point seven, <laughs> and then put your race chain on and go race on it why <laughs> that was sarcasm in case you didn't <laughs> i know yeah i could tell in your tone of voice but I'm, i don't understand why then your dj do you use well, then your chain falls off because your your drivetrain's all cloud yeah dj or adam do you guys use a sonic parts cleaner or ultrasonic parts cleaner Dude, do you think I wax my chains? Okay, DJ, do you use a sonic parts, <laughs> parts clean? Why are you, Adam, why are you acting like you know so much about waxing? You don't even wax. He had to get those Shimano tech I've, points for I've his stayed discount. in hotel rooms with you, dude, and watched that's you do true, this. That's like, true. And it takes forever. Yeah, it's the cleaning part that takes forever, so I've stopped doing that. I just buy pre-waxed chains now. Yeah, I, but the chain only lasts, like, three training rides. What do you mean? The, the wax only lasts a couple hundred miles, and then it's Two done. Two shorter training rides. <laughs> Why are you training so much, bro? Sorry, <clears throat> don't do a 200-mile Are you mile literally changing your chain every week? What? You change your chain no. every week? You, you can just top it off with the drip lube. The drip wax lube. So for training, you just use lubricant. Like, like he uses it's drip wax, wax, but it's drip wax. Why would I not just do that all the time then? You I could don't do that. Buy a, buy a pre-wax That's chain way easier. from M Speed Wax or Silka or whoever, and then just use drip wax on top of it. And it'll you be the same just, thing. I mean, no one's stopping you from just... Dude, if Silka would just sponsor the podcast already, they could just hook us up with all these chains, and then we wouldn't have to do anything. <laughs> I thought they did. Uh, Adam, you're in charge of that. Just email them and ask them. <laughs> We'll take payment in chains. <laughs> the, the, the problem is they, they they don't like when I say muck off because that's the lubricant that I use. It's a bad muck word. Off, muck off wet all the time, every condition. <laughs> you know what? I never I've never put this together. Muck off rhymes with. I wonder if that's where they yeah, got the name. Yeah, that's where they got the name from. How did I not think of this before? <laughs> uh. Okay, I think we're. I think we can move on to the next question. We pretty much beat this one to death, both sarcastically okay, gotta, and Tyler. We gotta hurry this thing up. I got. <laughs> yep. Thank you. You I know what's gonna happen. To, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna to. piggy bank all this knowledge that you guys shared with so me. We, and we just have. Keep, we have keep to get to one. Normally, lubing my chain. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call, man. Uh, we have. We have one important question, but hold on, I gotta. Who's this one from, Stephen? Yo, didn't. Sucks when you like read a message and then you have to go back and unread it because you don't want to. Didn't uh, Dan the algorithm man send something in? Yes, that's oh. the important oh, okay. question. I'm trying to find it. This guy better be a Patreon supporter um, if we keep if we keep uh, letting him cut the line. 
He's the OG Patreon supporter. Dude, are you kidding me? He's like he's like the biggest Patreon supporter right, good, ever. Good. Like of all time. Gets, if, we had a, gets, uh, if we had a tier that was like worth eight hundred dollars, he would probably be that tier. Should we just yeah, do that? We should do that. <laughs> you, I just send, I'll just send him the invoice later today. Eight hundred dollars. <laughs> all right, Super Bonk Brothers. If we were to rank the the approximate 50 gravel races in North America based on elite field strength, we would come up with something that looks like the list attached, including the top 15 in the email below. Preface to the question. Coaches say you can only peak two to three times in a season. An Instagram post, in an Instagram post, Brendan Wirtz said, for the 2024 season, I decided not to apply for the Lifetime Grand Prix and fully focus on gravel racing. It's what first drew me into this crazy scene and is where my true passion lies. I have enjoyed the challenge of all the mountain bike and high altitude racing, the Lifetime Grand Prix has to offer, but I'm also excited to lean harder into gravel. Not sure how that's relevant. Um, question. <laughs> how can someone use not being in the Lifetime Grand Prix as an advantage? Ah, there's the... That's why it's a preface. Uh, that is, if many of the people you have to contend with have to make the summer high altitude races, their A priority events, what races would you target as your A priority race from the list below? Could someone like Brennan Wirtz focus on USAC nationals and UCI worlds, which are in the fall and have an advantage from not having to focus on Crusher, Leadville, etc.? cetera. Uh, could he also have an advantage in the spring and focus on the gravel earth series or the BWR triple crown? What about targeting the rad and big sugar when everyone is fried from the season and how much of an advantage can that be? Is it a five watt marginal gain or are we talking 25 plus watt plus watt difference? Mm-hmm. He sends an image, but for some reason I can't open it. Well, maybe it's just see the, can you see the Instagram list of post? races. Yeah. At least read off like the top 10 or 15 of the races that he ranks as the high. So he, he's right, ranking ready? them based on the depth of the field, right? Or like the, how like yep. the hitters that show up. Yeah. So it's based on their 2023, depth of field. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, ready? Unbond Crusher, Leadville, Big Sugar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was good. Unbound, number one. Crusher, number two. Crusher, number two. I wasn't at any of those. Crusher, wait, 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 wait. wait. Big Sugar, hold on. on. Unbound is not surprising at all, but Crusher is number two? I don't know, dude. I didn't do the rankings. Well, no, I'm, okay, all right. Are you doubting, are you doubting, Dan? Are you a doubting Dylan? Dude, Come honestly, on. Dan the yeah. Algorithm Man has never sent in one question about tires. And he's supposedly our most loyal Patreon he, supporter. That's because he knows, dude. <laughs> Pathfinder 47 all day. Uh, so Leadville okay. 3, Big Sugar 4, Sea Otter 5, Schwamigan 6, The Rad 7. Okay, okay so Lifetime Grand Prix events 1 through 7. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Steamboat, number 8. BWR California, 9. BWR Arizona, 10. Then rounding out the top 15, Gravel Locos, mm-hmm. Mid-South, USAC Nationals, mm. BWR Kansas, mm. and The Rift. So every race that Dizzle did well in was like basically not even a list. race. Yeah, bottom of the list. BWR Mexico, 32. <laughs> 32. <Ooh. laughs> uh, well, okay. to be fair, BWR North Carolina, oh, 18. Mm. Nice. nice. Well, um, what was, so he's asking if you don't do the Grand Prix, uh, how much of an advantage are you going to have actually focusing on races that you want to do as opposed to having to do these random high altitude mountain bike races? 
Yeah. Right. I mean, so for a guy like Adam Roberge or Brandon Wirtz, I think that it is going to be an advantage for them not having to do high altitude mountain bike races because neither one of them are good at high altitude mountain bike races. <clears> and <throat> the fact that they have to spend a significant portion of their season focusing on that is probably hurting their results in other races. Um, I mean, how much of a difference it is, is going to depend on the person. Uh, just Adam Roberge, for some reason, seems like uh, this year was an exception but it it almost seems like he gets stronger as the season goes and it's and he does a ton of racing so it, it almost seems like the more racing he does the stronger he gets but there are definitely people that are the opposite of that uh just as an example off the top of my head russell finsterwald seemed like he got he got weaker as the season progressed and he did more racing so didn't two how, years ago russell finsterwald win the last race of the season yeah yes so you're an idiot <laughs> yeah i guess i guess russell finsterwald and adam roberge did a complete flip-flop this year in terms of how their season progressed so i guess but what i'm getting at is that it's it's really hard to say like oh this is going to be a five watt disadvantage or a 10 watt disadvantage and it's gonna it's gonna depend a lot on the person and probably what they do with their training and racing so okay Let's let's I don't maybe I missed something because I was taking a pee. Dan wants to know which races like would you target that you could probably most catch some oh, yeah. of the lifetime Grand Prix racers on their back. That's foot. exactly what you got. Yeah, you got to target the little races. You think the rad? Yeah. Well, I mean, just as an example, like that Keegan was the least, did, a, Keegan that was the least attended rad. of all the lifetime events. That was the least attended one, well, right? So what was the rad ranked on this list? It's top seven. Uh, Got to be seven because that race was not very highly attended. Yet yeah. So out of, I mean, out of the Grand Prix races, if you'd look at this list, if you're trying to catch Grand Prix racers on the back foot, you would just choose like the last three, which were, I'm assuming the Rad, Schwamigan, Big not that somebody like in Seattle, Seattle. <clears throat> Yeah. But as far as like yeah, I guess gravel right. races go, but it's it's so hard though because you gotta you have to acclimate for that. Yeah, I think if you're and, and Brennan Wirtz is like he weighs like 250 that's pounds. True. That's like not. I mean, the I wouldn't really call the rad a climbing <clears throat> race though. It's kind of very mellow, gradual climbing. What is the rad, bro? You, <laughs> Scott, come on, <laughs> come on. He's the rad. It's the it's the rad. It was the it was the time, it man. was the the newest lifetime event that they added into the series this year. And yeah, it was a total Colorado. What was the name of the place? Yeah, Trinidad. Trinidad. It was a gravel Scott, race. Don't act like you don't know what the rad is. It was a hundred miles. Wasn't so, it I mean, hundred and twenty miles? Yeah, something like that. The the rad. It seemed like it was actually like a total flop. For a lifetime Grand Prix event, but it's still higher but it's than still all ended the other up races. Number seventh, yeah. like I mean, still bigger, that's what I was better say. than yeah. California. Based on what? Based on algorithm. Dan the Dan algorithm, the algorithm man's man. calculations, dude. Are you okay. questioning him? Yes. Dan's not even in the lifetime Grand Prix, so he's not even like trying to bias it towards them. Um, Unbound got a perfect score of a hundred <laughs> overachievers. Is a hundred the highest score you can get? <laughs> <laughs> what is so I assume so <laughs> yeah I mean that makes that makes sense is he I, so I'm assuming in most cases that's 
that's how it works. I'm assuming he so so he didn't throw in any international races. These are all U.S. races, right? No, dude. I said the Rift was number fifteen. Oh, okay. And BWR and Mexico. BWR okay. Mexico. Okay. But like, Did, wait, how would wait? But he didn't runs. include he didn't include Gravel Worlds. That's what I yeah. That's what I was about to go at. Gravel World Championships yeah, yeah. or Gravel Worlds? No, the World Championships, the UCI one, the one where you can't wow, turn your brake. Wow, Van wow, Art was um, there, so like you gotta. That's true. That has to. Maybe he didn't include. Very maybe true. that's not a gravel race in his. Book. He didn't want to embarrass the so real if, gravel. If racers. Unbound is a one hundred, I would say that the Gravel World Championships, the UCI one, is probably like a one fifteen at least. It's like a two hundred, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> It's based on how deep the field is. So you're saying, let's say Unbound has 80 strong riders. Gravel Worlds, everyone's a strong rider. Yeah. It's like 200 no, strong make, riders. You make a good point. I mean, I don't know how the I don't know how the algorithm works. I'm, I was assuming 15 was quite a big jump over 100, but uh, it says based on elite field strength. He doesn't so doesn't quite give us the any next details. Next one down was Crusher. What what? How many points did Crusher have? 99.8. See? So 99.8 between Crusher and Unbound. And I was talking about a 15-point jump to to the World Championships, and you're t- you're acting like I'm freaking out. Dylan, did you get your the van? The World Championships had freaking no. Wout and Vanderpool in it. You buy a van? Yeah, he's getting uh, a van. <laughs> van life. I'll break it in when I'm down there. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't Dude, think he will here by, by the time you're down here. Scott, when are you getting down there? New Year's Eve. What are we doing on New Year's Eve, Dylan? Dude, we're getting watching Dylan's so, YouTube channel. Yeah. Brevard, what are you doing? Brevard so is like party beta alanine supplements. Are Brevard you going down there to so ride, popping. Scott? Yeah. For how long? Yeah. Probably like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Scott, you should oh, go to the Ignition man, Coach Co training go. camp while you're down there. Yeah. Well, you got to the, come back home first. <laughs> you probably got the email. It's not till the end of March. I did get the email. I got it, and my first thought was like, "What is this spam email coming from?" My Drew, account? you should, Drew, you should come down. You should come down. Yeah, here. you and uh, you and Scott can sleep That's in our guest what, bed you guys, together. You guys need to tell me these things so that I can. We're telling you right now on the podcast. Let me look. Open invitation look. to ride with Scott, Drew, and Dylan. Look at my schedule. Going. I mean, driving down to Brevard to see Dylan is like, eh. but Scott. Heck yeah, I would come down. Come on. <laughs> New right. Year's Eve. Scott, you're going to be sleeping with my cats. That's fine. Tell me out. Yeah. I'll sleep I'll sleep in your freaking backyard before I sleep with cats. <laughs> you can sleep in his uh, YouTube studio. I could try to AKA. <laughs> yeah, I'll sleep in the shed. shed. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Hold on. Scott, wait. What? I didn't. I missed this in the chat. Are you got you gonna invite us to your golf scramble? Yeah, you guys want to come, dude? Why? Yeah, is this to raise money yeah. for a cycling team? Tyler's talking a bunch of shit about my golf game. I'm kind of an ace, all right. You're kind I'm of like, a what? I'm like high nineties most of the time. So, oh my god, dude! I'm like, I'll spot you like ten strokes and still kick your ass. <laughs> no, no chance. All right, all right. I'm gonna pick a different partners for my team then after hearing <laughs> your guys' scores. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like high 90s is like about average. Probably. I think, yeah, I think the average handicap is is like 20. Yeah, Yeah, for all those hard, it's average for hard workers, but talented individuals are a little bit better. (laughs) 
than that. A little bit lower. Yeah, golf scores. is a good example that talent does exist because there's people who play golf a lot and still suck, and then there's people who barely play yeah. and are like fucking amazing. So that is I mean, that could I not mean, be more true. I mean, is that not the case with every single sport that exists? You know. Well, yeah, but see, the thing is, like, with cycling, like, or any endurance sport, like, you can just do it a lot, and, like, your body is going to get better at it. That's not true. Golf is is definitely... No, that is true for the most part. (laughs) That is pretty damn true true. for most people. There are... Have you never run into a guy who's, like, ridden across the country 15 times, and he is the slowest one on the group ride? Yeah, but he rode across the country. Can you do that? Yeah, people have. So he's better at something still. than you are. Yeah, you still can't. Sprint. That's like saying the guy that the the guy that that goes to the golf course all the time and washes his club after every shot is like he sucks at golf, but he's like really good at washing his golf yeah, club. Yeah. That dude also waxes his chain for sure if he rides bikes. <laughs> dude, wonder dude, wonder I what would happen if you wax the face of your driver. Are there marginal gains? Might be great. Are there marginal gains people in golf? Like, are there golf marginal gains that you can do? The whole thing is marginal gains. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, 100%. You're literally competing to shave one stroke off of the, for Scott, 90-plus that he take. you take. (laughs) And most times it's per, like, four rounds is a tournament. So you're trying to shave one stroke off of four rounds of golf. Yeah. Yeah. That's marginal. Big big marginal gain sport. Okay. I did get some. I did get some flack. And, and just like cycling, most people focus on the marginal gains instead of the <laughs> maximal gains. Oh, so it's just like cycling. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> it was the cycling before cycling existed, and now golf. See, is the not thing is, cycling. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a. It's it's like golf is like the the guy that goes on the group ride where they ride thirty minutes, spend two hours at the coffee shop, and ride thirty minutes home, and then they tell their wife that they rode for three hours that day. That's basically what golf yeah. is. Because you like go play around a round of golf for five hours, but you re- literally spend four minutes the whole time actually doing the sport, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh yeah, I played golf. Okay. I spent 25 hours working on my game this week." Yeah, but you were just it's bullshitting like, no, dude, you at the spent range. 20 minutes. No, dude, if you go to the range, that's actually oh, working. Okay. If you're okay. out on the golf course drinking roller dogs and and or eating roller dogs and drinking Coors Light and hitting a ball every 14 minutes, that, like that's not. <laughs> I working actually on your game. find when I play golf, if I go to the range, I get worse. <laughs> My best rounds you don't know what when to do I don't play range. for like a year, and I just go, and my first swing is on the first tee. You're just thinking too much. You need and to I think shoot less. like low 90s, just, yes. and then I'll like be like, all right, we'll yeah, start practicing, and I go to the range like three times, and then I go and I shoot like a 105. Yeah, then you start That's how talented it. Scott is. Practice makes him worse. Yeah. <laughs> you should do that with Same thing too. with mountain don't, biking. Don't go visit Dylan Dude, honestly, same thing with mountain biking skills. If Scott hasn't ridden a mountain bike in a year, he's just going to slay the downhill. (laughs) It's because he forgot what trees look like and feel like. Okay, this is getting long. Yeah, I got to run. Are you guys coming to the golf scramble? Dizzle, what were you just just looking something up? How much is on the line? March. March, dude, that's way too early. I'm going to Tucson. I thought I was going to go my whole career without going to Tucson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the the golf scramble is in tucson? in tucson i think yeah it's on tucson wait are you it's going to are you gonna a fondo a fondo is it what's the prize purse hey, for the fondo i think i'm gonna do a i'm gonna host a fondo in fairdale oh god wouldn't that be cool wow the, the fairdale fondo fairdale fondo gets four people to show <laughs> dude up. 
Net three profit. of them are Dillman's. <laughs> True. Save the date, Project Echelon Gala Weekend. It's all weekend. Gala, I think it's dude, like there's a there's gala. Like, that's there's a dance, dude. Like, dude, we can get down. A gala? You got to wear a suit and tie to a gala. So, so Scott, you haven't been to Tucson yet? I've never been to Tucson. Scott, you should you should tell the owner of the team that if they actually want to win this golf outing, they should they should hire me to come down there. That is probably oh, yeah. all right. The uh, the Sabin Training Academy can. I don't know if you can, can win you guys up. The golf outing. I don't know what the. What do you mean you can't win? <laughs> what's the point of playing a golf outing if you can't win? <laughs> if that's the case, then tell them. Dude, don't. <laughs> I'm uninviting myself. People should just... consider this. Three hundred twenty-five bucks for a whole weekend: a golf scramble, a gala dinner, and a grand fondo. That's a pretty good deal. Wow, this sounds really fancy. Dude, you could pay twice that and go race your bike for 200 exactly. miles in this the middle of Kansas actual. and hate yourself. This sounds actually Dude, why, why are they you trying to pay twice <laughs> that and come to our training camp in Townsend, Tennessee? Why, why are they trying to make biking so fancy? Like, biking is expensive but not fancy, you know what I mean? Whereas golf is expensive and fancy. Well, this is like a fundraiser. Yeah, dude, and you could maybe run into Keegan and Finsty on a bike path. Uh, no, one time I was in there. Tucson and I saw Todd Wells. <laughs> Talk Oop. about meeting my hero. That was awesome. I mean, the it chance was so to cool. be on my golf And the golf outing includes breakfast and lunch. That. What's worth twice that? The chance to be paired with me in a golf scramble. True. <laughs> Got just shit talking your golf so game. You can lose. What, what, no, that is, that is pretty what cool. if you were like in the, what if you were in the middle of the golf scramble and the person like on the radio or whoever's in charge of the microphone well, I don't know speaker that's what the word started playing the bonk bros podcast while you were sitting right there would you would you leave would you just get up and walk away <laughs> me so I don't have to listen to it yeah no you would just walk into the desert and just <laughs> yes. disappear from the face Scott, of the earth because someone you figured you're out. never gonna Scott, you claimed you're never going to listen to a Bonk Bros episode ever in your life. Yeah, you better not play this shit when I come stay at your house. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Dylan's just sitting there waxing his chains, jamming out to the Bonk Bros podcast. Jamming out to the intro song, dude. That intro song's got me bumping. Dude, there's an intro. <laughs> it's so hard. Okay, party people. All right. <laughs> it's getting out of control. Okay. See you guys See you later. Enjoy the outro song. <laughs> also, for all of those that, that, were, that were curious, I was right about the Alpuez thing. Tyler was wrong. You're right. I Dude, was wrong. You're I ruining it. People want to hear the outro too. song. You're ruining it. <laughs> he admitted it in the, yeah. in, the, in the chat, but he didn't want to admit it on live. Yeah, yep, he did. Okay, see ya. Bye. <laughs>